Welcome to the post show. Stay a while and listen. Episode 27. Uh, hey guys. This week we talk about the Batman trailer, and then we go on a Batman-related tangent for a solid 16 minutes. So strap yourselves in for that. Following that discussion, I talk about 86. The anime 86, I finally gave into the hype and checked that out. Um, So I review the first couple of episodes of that and just give my thoughts on it. And then Grant did all of y'all a solid, and he checked out four of the new fall anime shows that have premiered. So he checked out a bunch of pilots, including My Senpai is Annoying, Vampire Dies in No Time, The Heike Story, and Ranking of Kings. Following that, I give my review on the last Daniel Craig James Bond movie, No Time to Die, and then Grant gives his review on the very hard-hitting Paddington movie. From there, we get into all kinds of movie news and MCU news, Cowboy Bebop news, Mob Psycho, and much more before we close the show on Succession Season 3. Strap yourselves in. Enjoy. Oh, hey there, Grant. Hey, Dave. How you doing there, fella? Oh, good. I got beer all over me from cracking that just now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What are you going to do? That's what happens. That's how excited we are. It's yeah. pod night. We're excited. Ha- happy to be here. Having a little uh, Farmer's Daughter. Oh, yeah. Lager by Whitewater. Whitewater. That's a good one. Yeah, I love it with Cool Whip. <laughs> <clears throat> How's your week going? It's good. Jam-packed. I know. It feels Jam-packed like uh, last post-show mm. we did, um, you know, just with our schedule, we didn't get a chance to to watch a ton of stuff. Mm. And this coincidentally, the same stuff. <laughs> yeah. And this time, I feel like it's been like it feels like it's been a long time. I feel like I've got so much to talk to you about. In contrast, like comparing like what was talked about last week to now, it's just gonna. It feels like we're going grocery shopping versus like popping out to grab <laughs> one thing. You know, we got everything in the cart. I feel tonight, so I'm excited. I agree. Okay. Oh God, how do we start? I, don't even know. I know ex- I know exactly how we're going to start this. You go. The motherfucking Batman trailer. Oh yes. How? Like, I've since okay. I don't I don't know about you because I don't think we've actually had at least on on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But Robert Pattinson. At no point was I ever like that's not going to work. I I just from the get go they made that announcement of him being Bruce Wayne and Batman. I was like, yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. And this trailer kind of just did a little bit of solidifying. Again, marketing and, and you know, oh, yeah. editing the yeah. trailers and all that. But I came out of that like two and a half minutes of, yeah, let's it's go. A hell, it's a hell of a trailer. It's very, very strong trailer. Um, mm-hmm. On Robert Pattinson, I remember um, it breaking. And I remember him kind of falling off the radar. But I knew he was actively working. Like, that. he did that movie very recently, uh, you know, um, the Lighthouse with Willem Dafoe, mm-hmm. and obviously he was in Tenet, um, though that doesn't say much. But he, you know, he, I knew he did those movies, and they were both re- relatively well received. But then I also knew he was on like this indie movie circuit. Oh yeah, and I, it's funny. I've got all these movies to watch, and he's in like three of them, mm-hmm. um, and and you know none of them were huge, but they're all like very very well received. And then I remember I obviously went to check what the internet was saying when the news of him uh, being casted broke. And th- there were very few people out there 
doing the whole not Edward from Twilight. Like it seemed like the audience kind of knew that Robert Pattinson is the real deal these days. I think we've grown like literally grown out of that. Like that's yeah, that's literally fifteen twenty years ago. And uh, when you think about it, or maybe maybe probably last. a decade at least. Yeah. But I mean, not and it's also like his. The way he thought about the material kind of came out over the years that he Mm. was, like, not too pleased with how thin the characters were and all that. And then he goes on this huge indie film binge. And anyway, yes, very capable actor, but not it's not just about him. I think the biggest story from the trailer for me is the tone, at least Mm. the tone they set in the trailer. (laughs) I I will say, like, as a small, it is very edgy. Yes. And I hope it's just not, you know, just a full, like, two and a half hour romp of that. Yeah. I would like some... I don't even know how to describe it. Like, just some moments of breath in this. I yeah. hope this is not just, like, a roller coaster ride from beginning to end. Like, you know, some of the best parts of the Batman movies over the years are when it can slow down with Bruce Wayne. Yeah, the Bruce Wayne part of the Batman is so important. You know, obviously, like it's you know that's the the dichotomy of the character, but I just I don't get any of that from this movie. All I've he, seen is more of um, like Alfred begging for him to stop, and yeah, like, I'm gonna do what I want. I'm seeing a lot of Christian Bale in this. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. More more Christian Bale uh, and and Nolan inspired than mm. Ben Affleck. Not not a bad way if, if you have to lean, but you also want it to be its own thing right the christian bale one for me and i don't know if this is a hot take and i don't know where other people sit but i really liked christian bale's bruce wayne Mm. um as much as i liked his batman maybe more because i liked the you know like the carelessness of the character but like how he puts it on for people but then there's lots of really fun scenes of him doing investigative work Mm-hmm. And putting stuff together in a lab. And obviously that's Bruce Wayne, right? But I, I thought that they pulled that off really well in the Nolan movies. Yeah. And like you said, you don't see a lot of Bruce Wayne in this trailer. Mm-hmm. That said, it is a trailer. Yeah. Um, is this like the youngest guy to have played him? No. No. So here, I read this today. Um, Robert Pattinson is now, is when the role was announced that he mm-hmm. was playing it, he was older than when Christian Bale was announced for the role. Wow. That is so hard to believe. I know. Because Christian Bale looks like, you know, like a, he's always looked like a 40-year-old man. Yeah, like a very fit, yeah. good-looking 40-year-old. But still, Christian yeah. Bale's looked like an adult forever. Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. uh, still has, like... And I'm not saying this, like, to discredit him, but he still kind of screams, like, teen heartthrob in a way. Like, Absolutely. The man is... The, I'm <laughs> I'm not afraid to say it. The man is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> you know? how, how, how old is he then? He's over 30, I take it. I would imagine he's in his late 30s. Late 30s? Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. crazy. Like that I said, is... I read on the internet. Could be wrong. Could be yeah. have a skewed detail, but uh, I'm how pretty sure. How old is Robert Pattinson? My guess? I don't know. Late 35. 30s. I just asked the computer. 35. Oh, 35. There you go. Okay, yeah, wow, yeah, still older than I thought. He does look good. It's just like the, you know, the whole, the, the way they're doing his hair and all that. Like, Christian Bale, you look at Christian Bale, and you're like, yeah, absolutely, this is a guy who runs a company that he inherited. You know mm. what I mean? Like, because he, he looks like that. Robert Pattinson doesn't quite, anyway, whatever. So far, that we know of. You know. Exa- exactly. That This is the curse of Batman, right? You get compared to your predecessor no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and yeah, it'll be really interesting to see them do their own thing and and what that looks like. Is it true that the guy playing Penguin is Colin Farrell? Fucking a. What kind of fat suit fit makeup do they have on him? I he, can't wait. He do, is. He's what I'm most excited for this movie. Even the voice acting he's doing, like the voice he's using. There is one line in the trailer that is so clearly Colin Farrell. Oh, really? Like his, in, does in his a good accent way. leak out? It's not his accent, but maybe just like the way it's like. It's almost like you've heard him recite a line in a similar cadence in a yeah. movie before. It's kind of like, you know, his, his speed. And obviously I know it's him. So mm-hmm. like when I heard it, I was like, oh, oh yeah, that like that kind of <laughs> seals it in. But it's, uh, and also who's the, the Riddler? It's Paul Dano. Mm-hmm. Never been a fan of his. Like I know he's a big deal, and I know he's in he's in like all these amazing Oscar performance movies. It's funny. The only thing I've seen him in is Ben Stiller's series on Crave and maybe HBO. I don't know. Uh, Escape at Danamora. That uh, it's that true story miniseries about the two prisoners that broke out of a prison in Syracuse and tried to get to Canada. Mm. Uh, and maybe they did. No spoilers. Yeah, I remember when that happened. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually uh, yeah. it's him, Benicio del Toro, oh. and Patricia Arquette, and it's very good. And it was like Ben Stiller's not his directorial debut, but it might have been his directorial debut for a series. Uh, oh. miniseries. Won a bunch of awards. That was it. Is the first and only thing I've ever seen Paul Dano in, and he was good. But I know you that he's seen... people love him and other shit. But I don't know what else he's been in. Have you not seen There Will Be Blood? Oh, yes. I uh, was, I think I told you, I was on this binge of like classic movies I haven't seen. Okay. And I'm halfway in and my dear, dear girlfriend looks at me and she goes, I just can't with this. (laughs) That movie is dense. Yeah. She's like, I, do we have to? And I was like, I think you've made up both of our minds. Like, you know, I was in it, and I was like, okay, yeah. where is this going? It is dense, but, you know, I also haven't seen a ton of... Uh, it was a starring role, the guy who wins all the fucking Oscars, and then says he quits acting. Oh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, and I, you know, I was like, what's the deal with Daniel Day-Lewis? Seinfeld style. Mm. And then, you know, I was like, all right, give me... Just inject him, you know, don't give me, like, a Daniel Day-Lewis appetizer. Give me, like, the main course... Mm. that is where will be blood there will be blood people love that movie and him in it so that's why i turned it on didn't make it through the whole thing never went back i owe myself uh, the opportunity to do that but you're right i completely forgot that paul mm. dano was in that shit so anyway yeah all of that to say mm-hmm. he's the riddler you're not hot on him i have a v- relatively small sample size so because that, that's what i'm curious of like you know he he does creepy well because yes. I think he was... Did you see Prisoners with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman? Holy shit, that was him too! Yeah, he was in that. And I, I, I liked him in that. Creepy. Because you're, you're he had, right like, that. you know, the the innocence. Like, whether it was a disability or, or whatever his Ooh. case was, you know? That was it a disturbing was, movie, yeah. It was, like, the prequel to this. You know, it feels like Prisoners is the prequel <laughs> to Batman. Like, it's set in the same universe. But that like, was Denis Villeneuve too. Yeah. Denis yeah. Villeneuve. Denis Anyway, um, okay, yeah, Paul Dano, Riddler. Did, did, was it true? I don't know. You never know with these kinds of things. I heard they really wanted Jonah Hill for the Riddler oh. and couldn't afford him because he was like, I want $20 million. Really? Yeah. I don't know if that's bullshit or not, but I got to say, I don't really see Jonah Hill as the Riddler, so I'm kind of glad. At least not this version of the Riddler. Yeah, not this version of the Riddler. 
they did a good job of not showing him. Yeah. I wonder... Yeah. See, I'm not big into the comics or sure. the animated series. You know, I, the Riddler, I think of Jim Carrey, and I don't have super fond memories of that. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to think of, like, is this Riddler going to be almost Joker-esque? And will that be tired because there's been so much of the Joker as of late? Like, well, I think... They're, they're, they do have quite a bit in common, no? Yes and no. This is definitely, like, in tone. They're going for, like, the very macabre and, like, very, very dark side of the Riddler. But I think if they can have that, but if they can also keep, you know, without sounding, like, you know, fucking obvious, like, the riddling stuff, like, the the mystery, the investigations yeah. that is going to take place, I think... Because we've been kind of missing that over the Batman movies over the years. Like yeah. he's just like a juggernaut that smashes people. You don't see too much of like him being the world's greatest detective. Yeah. So the Riddler is a good vice to that. If if they can nail that stuff, I'm picturing. I'm seeing like this is like a Saw movie more than anything. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you know the some intricate traps and and, and whatnot and, and an underlying okay mystery. So I I am excited for it. I'm I'm really excited for this movie. Yeah. March guess- shoots close. Yeah, it's not far away. I guess what I was thinking in my head, I was like thinking of the Dark Knight and mm. how the Joker in that movie constantly left them clues. <laughs> like they were pretty dark clues. But mm-hmm. I was like, is this going to be very reminiscent of that? Like, you know, how he would leave clues with fingerprints and he would tell them what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, very tricky stuff, which is kind of Ridley-ish. Yeah, could be that. Maybe they tried to consolidate some elements from other characters i don't know it's the thing with batman at this point is it's just so fucking silly to try and sit down and think about it yeah you just they're i think they're at that place now where it's it's almost like you know just stuff your face with popcorn and just take yeah. it you know is at this, face value is this too soon of a reboot coming no off i don't Affleck? think so no no they're trying to get so far away from all that yeah i remember uh this movie <laughs> was supposed to be Ben Affleck, and it just fell apart one piece at a time. Do you remember all that? No, I don't. Oh, dude, the the history behind this movie is very interesting. Hmm. So, Dark or uh, Batman versus Superman comes out. It gets mixed reviews, to say the least. Hmm. Then Ben Affleck says, "I Warner Brothers said I can write, direct, and star in my own Batman movie," and so hmm. he says, "I will do that." And then he's asked about it for a year. When's the Batman movie coming out? When's the Batman movie coming out? Sorry, there was a hail of bullets just now. <laughs> I escaped them. I'm fine. But um, eventually he fall he falls out and says, I'm not going to direct it. I actually, uh, I want to focus on the writing. So I'm going to get my friend Matt Reeves to, to direct it. Matt Reeves is making this? Yeah. So, oh, sh- I love those Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah. So... <sighs> All, that happens, and then he falls out. Like, but it this took years. Like, originally he was gonna write star direct. Then he says, "I'm falling out. I'm gonna get my friend to direct." And then eventually, eventually, he says, "I don't know if I'm gonna write it. I'd mean to like, like, you know, writers do that, so I can just focus on the performance." And then finally, he's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna do this shit." What? And then Robert Pattinson. But yeah, Jeez. that's that's the origin of the whole movie. So yeah, but you know, Matt Reeves, mm-hmm. legit. Yeah, clearly so. the trailer is fucking a fucking vibe. Yeah. Robert Pattinson has a genuine shot to be uh, to do a, you know have a maybe a better take on Batman than Ben Affleck. I I, I hesitate to say better because um, 
it's a role that you kind of make your own if the studio mm. lets you. So, you know, we'll see. And I can't speak on Ben Affleck because I haven't seen a single one of his Batman movies. So, What? Yeah, I've never once seen him on screen playing the character. No, you've seen Batman vs. Superman. No, I've not. Are you sure? Absolutely. None of the, You haven't seen any of the Zack we, Snyder movies? We have talked about this very early on in the podcast. Like, I've seen Wonder Woman, like 20 minutes of Wonder Woman... I saw the first Superman movie and Suicide Squads. <laughs> well, he makes a cameo in Suicide Squad, so... Does he really? Yeah. He arrests uh, Will Smith. Sorry, oh. bro. In the beginning, yeah. Oh. That's why Will Smith oh, okay. is in prison. Okay, well, okay. So I've you're... seen half a second of this character. Your entire <laughs> existence is a lie. <laughs> nah, nah you're, not, you're not missing much. It's tough, man. Um, yeah, I'm not going to harp on that. Anyway, we're both very amped for the Batman. I love that they're calling it The Batman, by the way. Mm, so good. Separating it. They're separating it. Weird little things, like little, little details to separate it from everything else. It's also such a pain in the ass that, like, what a fucking mess the DCEU is. Mm. Like, Like, they do a... Do you remember the proposition of the joker movie coming out when it was uh the guy who won the oscar uh the second guy to win the oscar uh, the most recent joker movie came out joaquin joaquin joker came out and they said we're doing a standalone joker movie and they said that after suicide squad came out it's like wait mm. what you own the rights to the character you're gonna have him exist in this universe then you're gonna do a different one which isn't connected to this universe and it's played by a different guy and it was clearly because they wanted nothing to do with that shit, right? Like, mm-hmm. they wanted to make their own thing in a bottle. That's fine. That movie mm-hmm. ended up slapping, so everybody wins. Won them an Oscar, right? Mm-hmm. So that's great. But this is the... I'm pretty sure this is the exact same thing. This is not going to be connected to the DCEU in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. With the ultra... The, the power move here would be do really well with this movie, create some hype, bring back Joaquin. Why? But that, that would, would be, you know, like if that happened, man, you know, it would yeah. be like six or seven years removed from Joaquin's movie. Like the timing, it would, it wouldn't feel rushed. No, you know, it could be, it could be possible. I would like to see that. Like you know, say what you want about that movie. Like I, I at its base levels, I, I did like the or Joker, but um, no, me too. The world's from what they're teasing with this new movie, and you know, I, I swear, everyone, we are going to move on from Batman in a moment. Yes, but yes. you know. The tone they've Joker clearly had, and the tone they're setting in these trailers for the Batman is there's very some simpatico going on, you know, like coincidentally, Absolutely. whether it's coincidental or not. So, yeah. Anyway, um, okay, I am debating if I want to stay in the live action category, okay, or if we want to move into anime, give the people a break for a minute from from sure. real life. Okay, yeah, that's it's anime. Anime it is. I finally checked out this anime that that has been serving me ads via Crunchyroll and everywhere else possible and Reddit and whatever. 86. Okay. Are interesting. Yes. I'm excited. So it's funny uh, because I I feel like we'll probably talk about Vivi Florite uh, at some point today or in this podcast, but it's uh, it reminds me a lot of Vivi Florite. Um, I remember they came out at the exact same time. Like they both dropped the same week. Yeah, so it's it's tricky because like a lot of the themes are sort of similar in that it's futuristic, it's cyberpunk, and there's an element of AI. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but like 
it sort of ends there. It's a kind of a post-apocalyptic future. Um, I'm only two episodes in, but like, like a lot of the vibes are the same. Like hmm. it, it, you know, like it's not as well drawn, but it's pretty steady. It's sure. pretty, uh, it's pretty solid. And when there are action scenes, they're they're usually backed by like a pretty good soundtrack. Also, hmm. like Vivi, obviously, like. Vivi, that show, the singing is front and center, so, you know, it's not obviously like that, but it's just, like, you know, good music while there's fun action on screen. Sure. Um, they A lot of the action is done... I'm not going to spoil any plot points, but a lot of the action is done using, like, mechs. Okay. Um, but not the kind of mechs you think of when you think of Gundam or Neon Genesis or anything like that. They're, like... I don't know if they're completely original, but I haven't seen them like this before. They're like personalized little tanks, but with like spider legs. Oh, they're so they're kind of weird to look at. But anyway, um, it's interesting. I don't know why, um, but I just from the poster art and like from the ads and just the stuff that I was seeing, I had a feeling this show was going to be like maybe a little juvenile or a little young, sure, or, or or what. I'm not really seeing that so far. It's more mature than I thought it would be. Mm. Um, so anyway, I'm interested and like, it might be coming at a good time because we might be wrapping up a couple things. Sorry for the noise. (laughs) Um, but yeah, we might be wrapping up some other shows. So I think I'm probably going to continue checking it out. So 86. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll kind of take the the torch there because Leanne and I completed a gauntlet, uh, last night. Um, we, all these new fall, fall shows are coming out. Like, all within the past, like, week or two. I think I was reading somewhere that this fall season there's going to be over 40 shows dropping between all the various new shows or new IPs or sequel seasons, all that stuff, like, within the next couple weeks. So I went over some lists, found some stuff, and last night we watched four episodes, four first episodes of new shows. Holy shit. Yeah, just, just to see... All the ones that people are talking about and see the ones that stick and if we want to follow with them. Because we kind of, like, need a new show. Like, you know, Demon Slayer is week to week now. Mm-hmm. You know, we're kind of... I've kind of fully merged into watching Naruto with Leanna. <laughs> so, like, you know, it's great. It's good shit. Um, I have made the promise. Like, I'm going to be coming and going during Naruto. But when it gets to the sequel series, like Shippuden there, I'll, I'll do each episode. Like, oh. I'm, I'm in it for the slog. But, um, so anyway, so the four shows we watched last night... Um, no genres that are even remotely in our wheelhouse. Pretty much all comedies, with the exception of, uh, actually two, half of them. So, anyways, the, so we had my senpai is annoying, comedy, mm-hmm. vampire dies in no time, comedy, uh, hikey story, and ranking of kings. So what, ranking. What at, was what was hikey story? The hikey the the hikey story. The so, hikey story. Well, I guess we'll start off with that, because I think it's one of the two that I think you would very much dig. So Haiku Story has, funny enough, it reminds me of Sunny Boy, just in that the art style is, it's meant to look like those old, you know, Japanese paintings, like war paintings. It's, so anyways, so I guess the Haiku Story, it's a famous real story that's told, like everyone in Japan knows it. About I think it's an orphan girl and something to do with like a a clan like a like a, a powerful clan somewhere in Japan, like you know hundreds of years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is just another you know 
retelling of the story using um, this little girl. She has uh, like mind powers, like she can see into the future. Okay. And she meets like essentially this. I'm assuming it's kind of hard to tell because I had a couple gripes with this episode. Animation, it is remarkable. It, it is tremendous. Really? You have to check this. Uh, is this. You, is this what reminded you of Sunny Boy, the animation style, or is it the story? Animation, animation style and the storytelling. It's very much doing its own thing, and it's vague to be... Not vague to be vague, but vague for intentional purposes, because they're telling the story they want to. Yeah. In Sunny Boy, that was exactly... You know, that's what they did for, you know, 12 episodes, or 11 episodes. So, anyway, so Heike's story, like I said, really cool, unique animation. I'm just going to try and get through all four of these, because there's a lot to talk about, but... Yeah. Um... Pretty much what I gathered from this first episode, this girl has power. She can see into the future. She's trying to get back at this clan because they kind of just murdered her father in the street. He was like mm-hmm. a blind man. And coincidentally, you know, she ends up in the company of the family of said clan who's like running these warmongers. You can clearly tell like this father of this general is trying to change his ways a little bit. Yeah. And he coincidentally also has a unique power. They both their both their eyes are discolored in the exact same way. And whenever they put their hand over their eyes, like they kind of trigger their power. And so he can see spirits of dead people. And so they're anyway, so by the end of the episode, they're kind of like both revealing they have powers and they're communicating. I think this is going to be an epic. Like the when the battles go off on this thing, I think it's going to be like I think the show is going to be fucking huge. Like ge- gen- genuinely, like it's 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 a really big deal. And it's new fall show, so there's only the one episode out. There's only the one episode out right now. W- where'd you watch it? Uh, all all of these are on Funimation only. Nice. Okay. Um. So the next one is <laughs> Vampire Dies in No Time. Yep. That was a uh, we're good. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's and not for like the reasons you would think. It's just it's clearly a comedy. The setup is. There's a vampire. He's, you know, chalked up to be this super progenitor vampire. Like, he's all-powerful. So this, you know, this famous, so-called famous vampire hunter goes to stop him. Like, literally just, like, looking at him the wrong way. The guy turns to sand. Like, he's a total wimp. You know, people just, like, pumped him up to be bigger than he is. (laughs) And it ends up being, like, like, a roommate comedy by the end of the episode. Interesting. So, it's funny. And, like, the animation style is... You know, like, it's good. Like, it's nothing to cry home about yet in, in the first episode. Um, it's just, it was yelling. It was characters screaming on the top of their lungs for the entire 23 minutes. Uh, and we, Leanna just looked at each other like, we can't, we can't do not our an part. episode. It's just, it's just not us. Like, the thing is, too, like, the things they were saying were really funny. There was a couple moments where I laughed out loud. Like, I thought it was genuinely really funny writing. But just not at that volume. Yeah. And, like, nonstop. And, I, I, you know, there's always a chance to try another episode or two later just to see. But I, I genuinely believe it's going to continue at this pace. Like, it's... it's uh, But, um, but yeah. So, that was Vampire Dies in No Time. Uh, the next one is My Senpai is Annoying. Yep. Office romance comedy. Like, Slice of Life. Okay. Uh, both Leanne and I loved it. We were, like, laughing the whole time. You know, it's... I wouldn't say it's your show. It's it doesn't have. Um, it's just very like wholesome and fun. Like you know, it it reminds me of The Office. Funny enough, like there's all these like random characters that kind of come and go. They slowly introduce them in, in little bits throughout the first episode. This is the only one we've watched the second episode of, and um, 
you know, like they've just slowly introduced more characters and they're filling out the office staff and there's like clearly like this budding relationship between, you know, these two characters. Um, and it, it's, it's not cringy, but it's like clearly like a romance. And I think a lot of these are kind of like that. There's just like, just like, you know how like a character will just get shy with each other and then like they change the tone of the music and you're like, oh, I can't tell if this is going to be weird or not. And then yeah. it just, it doesn't end up being weird. Yeah. It's just characters being nervous. So there's a couple things that, you know, we're not used to with this show. But again, we, we genuinely were laughing. Like, <laughs> all the episodes are really good so far. You can get that when you switch genres, right? Like, mm -hmm. in, in a medium like anime, like, that happens to me. Like, you're just not used to it and the, yeah. the way the beats work sometimes. Which is why I don't watch a ton of stuff like that on in sure. anime. But, but yeah, that makes sense. But it, it is really good. It, it gives... I was telling Leanna <clears throat> last night, it actually reminds me of the good elements of, uh, or sorry, some of my favorite elements of uh, Ms. Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, like just the genuine heartfelt moments between characters. Like there's like real things they talk about and it's not, and then there's all the other extra like over the top stuff, but the grounded stuff is really, really good. Like mm -hmm. very lifelike. And this show has a lot of that. Um, and no full pun intended. The king of these four shows that I watched is the ranking of Kings. <laughs> Um, this is Wit Studio. Oh, okay. So I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. It is, it, it looks like a Ghibli mm -hmm. movie in the show. Like the animation is beautiful. It's very unique character designs. It reminds me of, um, it's like an old animation style, like the way of drawing characters, like not everything is so sharp, everything, you know, there's more roundness to them, you know, and it, it kind of like chibi like in a weird way. Yeah. But, like I said, so it kind of is like Chibi meets Ghibli. And, yeah, it just, it tells the story of this um, deaf and mute prince who, you know, he's the heir to this kingdom. And they've clearly set up, like, a king ranking system. Like, his father is rank seven king in the world. And it's based on, like, power and, and like, you know, strength and all that. So I'm like, oh, we're going to eventually get, like, a tournament arc of some sort. Of <laughs> you course. know, like That's you know, why you rank things. You know, it's it, just the things they've set up. And awesome animation. They've set up, like, a like the kid can't talk, right? Like, he literally just, like, chirps like a bird at people. That's and interesting. At, at first, I was kind of like, oh, we're, like, where is this going to go? And then they introduce, you know, who they... they they kind of set up as like the foil, but ends up becoming like the companion and the friend to the character. He's essentially just a shadow. Like he doesn't have a body. He's just a shadow that moves along the ground and he has eyes and like a little arm. Only in anime. Only in anime. Very good voice acting in this. Out of all these, like all these shows have very good voice acting. Um, but this was, you can just, it's just the attention to detail. And then, you know, the end of the episode was just a cool, just a cool fight scene, you know, it's always nice when they can make a fight scene that's not over the top and like bloody and it's yeah. just it's just two kids having a duel and just what they could do in like 30 seconds it was like fuck this show has got it on lock like it's it's just with studio just crushing like you know it's with studio it, doing with studio things yeah it's and this is what i'm saying like we were talking last week how you know after that episode of vivi i was like i think i just i think this is just flat out my favorite studio like everything i've seen by them I rank among the highest of, of what I've watched ever, you know, and yeah. just watching this was like, I, you know, it, it gives me, um, to your eternity vibes, not in like the story beats, but just how they're slowly going to collect these characters, like wholesome characters, just kind of all help uplift each other. Okay. So it's, um, I don't know. Watch it for yourself. If there's two, 
I 100% you me know I just know you so well Heike story is so up your fucking alley how do you spell that uh Heike yeah I might be mispronouncing it uh it's H-E-I-K-E okay H-E-I-K-E yeah but uh but but no I'll, I'll check it out I'll check it out yeah so we watched a ton of anime yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was just, it was kind of a fun experiment just to see, like, you know, all this stuff is coming out. You know, I, there's, it was kind of nice going through the list of stuff that have come out and is coming out. There's one show next week that's coming out that I'm really excited for. Uh, Comey Can't Communicate. It's coming to Netflix. Oh, interesting. And also I wanted to watch that Blue Period show, but I didn't get, we couldn't get around to that. I saw some of the infographics, like on Reddit, of like, here's all the stuff that's mm. coming out. It's like, oh my god, this is so much investment. I'm gonna hope I love it. Grant fights the good fight for me and just tells I'm, me what to watch. I'm in the uh, I'm in the trenches on this one, dude. And yeah. I, I had so much fun just trying. It was just it was just you know, no going in saying, well, it's just one. If I don't like it, I don't like it. If I love it, yeah. I got something. Nice. It's, it was kind of it was fun. We really enjoyed that, it. That does sound fun. That sounds like a fun like you know because anime's like the barrier to entry is low, right? Like that sure. probably took like two hours or less. Or, yeah, yeah. not even, because they're like 20-minute episodes, so you mm-hmm. can sort of burn through everything. So, yeah, that's pretty tight, man. Yeah, that's fun. Your favorite, is it Ranking of Kings, or is it the Heike story? Heike, no, it's definitely Ranking of Kings, but I think Heike story, I'm going to have to rewatch that first episode, because it is so dense, and they are trying to get a lot of backstory out in that first episode, but trying, but like really trying to... Like, not affect the story. You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. not trying to cut corners, but they, they also have to jam-pack this stuff in at the same time. So it's it's a bit of a... The first episode feels like a bit of a tightrope walk. Pilots you are know? hard. Very hard. And this is a, it's a strong pilot, for sure. Like, it was... They set up all the rules, of the, like, the powers and the world, and clearly who's going to be a villain. And it's very brutal. Like, it's very real. Even... And again, this is a theme of... We've been liking shows where the worlds themselves are fucking outrageous, but everything is so grounded yeah. and it, they just work in tandem together. And, and Heike's story is just, it's screaming that out again. Like I said, I think, I think you'll really dig it. I think I will uh, give it a spin sooner rather than later. Yeah. I think I'm going to wrap up uh, Vivi, uh, which we will talk about shortly. Um, and then, yeah, maybe 86, and then, then need a new show because we still have some movies to watch, but mm-hmm. still got some time to kill between Demon Slayer and then, and then Attack on Titan in January. Um, okay, before we get to Vivi, which I think we should, mm. um, I want to talk about what movie I watched. Uh, I don't always get to, right? But like for the listener, you know, I've been trying to watch a movie a week. Mm-hmm. I've got like a 50% hit rate at this point. Um, but uh, this one's good because it's a movie that is in theaters. So I saw James Bond, No Time oh. to Die. Okay. What so, are you thinking? So, I'm, you know, I won't spoil any kind of plot points. But, you know, if you're listening to this and you want to go in like completely blind, then maybe don't. Because I will talk a little bit about tone and, you know, just what I thought. Um, but I'm not going to spoil anything for you, Grant, obviously. Okay, yeah. Um, I will preface this by saying, first, I was in a Bond mood um, the week before I saw it. So I rewatched Spectre, uh, mm. which I highly recommend everyone does before seeing this, because it is a much more of a sequential movie than past Bonds. Um, and I also watched the James Bond documentary. I think it's just called James Daniel Craig being James Bond. I think it's on Apple TV. It's like 50 minutes or something. Hmm. Uh, not required watching whatsoever, but if like 
you still have a Bond itch after seeing the movie, yeah. there's more Bond content out there for you. It's just, it's basically just like him and the, uh, the, the two people that manage the rights for Bond, the executive producers. The Broccolis? Yeah, talking yeah. about, you know, they spend like 15 minutes per movie. Like mm. oh here's what was here's was the story about Casino Royale here's what really happened, same idea with Quantum and so on and so forth. So it is kind of interesting to hear them all be candid and have fun with it. Hmm. Okay, main course, um, the actual Bond movie. So this is it was good. I liked it. I will say that. I recommend that you watch it if you're a James Bond fan. Um, the standouts for me were it were that it has a hell of a soundtrack. Okay. Um, really great sound, uh, soundtrack. I think it's Hans Zimmer. Um, oh. Crushed it. Um, it felt like they may have been inspired by, and I, you know, you never know if you're looking for things sometimes in movies, you know. And but in my brain, I remember in some action sequences being like, I wonder if they saw those John Wick movies and were like, we should do less shaky cam and less cuts. They, mm. Now they were never the worst. With that, um, I think probably the worst is like the Taken movies and maybe the Bourne oh, yeah. trilogies. Yeah. Um, but they were never that bad. But it just feels like there's more wide sweeping shots, both in general and also in, in, in action scenes. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated that. Um, amazing, some amazing cinematography, amazing stunt work, amazing, uh, amazing set pieces. Uh, Rami Malek is decent. Oh. Um like his performance is good. Uh, I have some thoughts on the villain, but you know it's hard to not give anything away. Um, so I'll just say you know the villain is okay. Um, scene stealer of the whole movie, Ana de Armas. Oh yeah. Um, the Spanish, uh, the Spanish actor. I think she was you know sort of looked at as like the Bond girl of the movie. Okay. Um, but I would definitely say she's more than that. Um, but I don't want to spoil anything. But you know, every scene she's in, I think she completely steals. I think she—it's designed to be that way. I don't know if they have any intentions to do anything with her. Um, but and I'm not saying that. Like I, I mean that. I we may never see her again. But regardless, she was great. Hmm. I I read that um, they brought in Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Have you seen Fleabag, Grant? No, I haven't. So have you heard of it? I have heard of it, yeah. yeah I, know, so, I know who you are. I know who you're talking about. Okay, yeah. So, you know, I read that they brought her in to help, like, punch up the script. And then oh. there was, like, all this news about, like, oh, they're bringing her in because she's a lady. And, like, they moved, they, you know, they were making this movie during Me Too. And they wanted to, like, punch up the female characters to make them more modern. Which, let's put a, let's put a pin in that. Or let's take a moment with that. They did need that. Those movies are pretty gross. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like... But it is it is funny to me that like they're like all right we've made thirty of these movies but now <laughs> now we have to I mean whatever it you know I was I my take on the whole thing was I'm going to reserve judgment and sure. just see how it turns out because I, I agree with you in that like it you know some of it is a little deplorable and disposable in the way they treat a lot of characters and and, and obviously and especially women in all a lot of the Bond films. It's a little ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. And it probably needs some maturing. That said, um, when you see movies like, I don't know, Ghostbusters or Ocean's 8, it feels corporate and forced because it is. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you, I think audiences can tell the difference between authenticity 
and nuance and uh, and then just doing something for the points. Mm. And I'm happy to say this movie didn't feel like that at all at any point. Um, I don't know if that's all a result of Phoebe Waller-Bridge or if it's just a valiant effort on everyone's part, but like these characters are three-dimensional and mature and yeah, it, it went very well. Hmm. So, and uh, Anime, Anime Armas is a big part of that. I remember reading um, about, I don't know if, if it was Knives Out first and then No Time to Die or if it was No Time to Die and then Knives Out first, but Daniel Craig he had filmed with her and was like, hey, you, this next movie I'm doing, you're coming with me. Like, he forced her into the other movie based on his experience with her. I, I remember reading that. Grant, Fleabag is unbelievable. Like, it is fantastic. I think well, I'm talking about Anadarmus. Not, oh, not necessarily, whoops. yeah. My but um, I, I have heard great things about Fleabag. It's, it's been sitting in my, in my watch list for a long yeah. time. Yeah, uh, but yeah, her performance was excellent. And yeah, as far as uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge goes, yeah, uh, Fleabag was outstanding. I think the thing with Fleabag that, random tangent, that fucks me up about that is like, that show was a one-woman play she was doing for a long time. And mm. then, you know, and she got uh, a greenlit a series and it did really well and like won all the awards. And then this is the trap, right? Like this is what happens to writers and to and to creators, right? Is they spend a decade on the first movie mm. or the first show, and it does well. And then they go, and then the studio goes, "Here's more money, do the next one." But you only have a year, mm. and then it, it oftentimes it doesn't come out as hot, right? And people wonder why, but that's why. The crazy thing about Fleabag is they did that, and she didn't. You know, apparently it was hard to convince, and decided, okay, I'll do a season two, but that's it. And it crushed. Like it was fantastic. So anyway, um, evidence of, of her writing, I think, is is a little bit in this movie. Hmm. I good. have some other thoughts, but I'm trying to think if they're if they are at all. I'm gonna try to stay away from anything even potentially spoiler related. Mm. I I had no spoilers, but I have like it's so hard with you know just the way media is now. They're you know the movie's out for a day, and they're like oh, well, this is what's most likely going to happen in the next one, you know? And I've seen a lot of that. Like, I'm getting the vibe that something's teed up in this movie. Um, so, I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm I mean, curious to see. I'm going to go see it next week, so. I mean, it's not a spoiler because a lot of franchises do this well, li- yeah. literally all the time where they, like, potentially leave a door open for something, right? But, mm. like, but that, that has, you know, it, it's, you know, you and I are... We've grown up with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Yeah. Where you don't have to tee shit up. You mm. don't always need uh, an, an uh, after credit sequence, right? It's just like you have a character that audiences respond well to, and all of a sudden that character now has their own movie. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think that's the vibe, if anything, that I get. Like, they could do stuff if they wanted, but, like, I, I don't know. Nothing to me felt blatant. Mm. Um, blatant like a like a Marvel movie being like okay now that Loki's done this <laughs> you are forced to see mm. the next movie this is like very much um, a James Bond Daniel Craig movie sure. and it's not it's not forcing anything else down your down your throat hmm. so you know bear that in mind right um, lastly probably his most I don't want to say definitive Daniel Craig or uh, James Bond performance, but um, tonally different, I'll say. Hmm. 
And lastly, they lean a little bit into campy stuff, which I think, like, he has been pretty public about. Like, you know, when they started these movies, they were like, no, we're doing this. We're taking this fucking serious. No more exploding toothpaste. Mm. You know, we don't want to inspire any more Austin Powers movies. Like, <laughs> And then slowly they've, like, bled into the tech a little bit. Sure. Um, they do that the most they've ever done. But even then, it's not. It's definitely not out of hand. Hmm. Um, so I think it's there's plenty there for classic Bond fans, for new Bond fans. Um, I yeah, and see it in the theater. Definitely see it in the theater. That's the plan. I you know, like I'm excited to see it. There's other stuff that I want to see right now, and stuff that is coming out shortly. But there's something about seeing a James Bond movie in the theater. Like I remember seeing Skyfall in the theater and just being fucking blown away. Like you know, it was stunning. Yeah, it was, it was one of the it was one of the most beautiful movies I had ever seen up until that point. You know, like the cinematography in those movies are like the scenes in Scotland. Good God. Yeah. Like, the end of Skyfall. <laughs> yeah. Th- th- there are some breathtaking shots in this movie. I also will say, I remember the uh, the track coming up for this movie, the Billie Eilish track. Oh, I didn't know she did the song for this. Oh, you didn't know this? No. No. I, I heard it and was, I was a little lukewarm on it, but as always, like, you know, the title sequences in Bond films are so fun. Yeah. That it really worked for me. Hmm. So that's Bond. I'm forward to that. I pass it over to you, sir. Well, we'll take a quick second. So we had, um, you know, we do family movie nights all the time, but usually it's, you know, it's stuff that's uh, we've seen before, da da da. But we saw an older movie. Uh, Corinne, uh, Leanne, and I watched a movie called Paddington. Um, came I've out heard in like of this. 2014, 2014, 2015. Uh, actually, it's Q from James Bond is the bear, Ben Wishaw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. The movie's just fucking hilarious. Like, I, I was shocked. The three of us were, like, <laughs> absolutely hooting and hollering the entire time. You know, like, and I've talked about this before. Like, kids' movies, just because it's a kids' movie doesn't make it any lesser. But, the jo- like, the jokes they were fitting into this movie. And it reminded me of the older Harry Potter movies. Just, like, the effort into, or the good bridge between... You know CGI and practical effects and just you know good set dress, like beautiful like the house they're in is just very well made set has Where, its own. What, was this on a streaming service by the way? Yeah, it was on Netflix. Oh, we're all trying. To, we're all trying to decide and what to watch, and it just kind of like we you know we noticed it. And I was like, oh, I'd heard about that. Like the not, not. I think the goal that night was we couldn't watch a movie that any of us had seen. So we all had to like come to terms with one, you know, none of us had seen, and and Paddington kind of fit the bill for us, and we finished it, and we're immediately like, is number two on here? Oh, I didn't know there was more than one. <laughs> and apparently, the second one's better. Like, oh, you always very, love to hear that. I know, yeah. So really good actors, you know, like lots. It's like Harry Potter or you know Doctor Who. Like everyone is in this movie. There's so many, you know, random like kind of cameos and, and whatnot, and but it's I don't know. It was just a lot of fun. Like I could have watched that without. Just by myself, and I would have enjoyed myself. You know, it was, it was a lot of Paddington fun. Paddington on yeah. Netflix. And yeah. Ben, what's his face? Ben Wishaw, I think. Ben Wishaw. Yeah, he's great as Q. Mm. I, well, yeah, I liked him as Q. Yeah. Quick review. Um, sorry. How about some news? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, I know what you want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with that. Let's get this, this out of our system. Um, Mob Psycho, greenlit for season three. Yeah, baby. That's and as a man real. who has seen nearly an entire episode <laughs> of Mob Psycho, I cannot tell you how excited I am for it. Dave, this trailer rocked my socks. Oh, like, I, I didn't even watch it. 
No? Oh. Well, I know that it's got the business, and I know I'm going to watch it. It's just that, yeah. like, I... Not that I have the memory for it anyway. I was like, I sure. really got to get through seasons one and two. You know what I mean? I was yeah. like, but Easy runs. Time. It's not... I think they're, like, ten episodes a pop. No, like, it's not, not... It's not a huge... Maybe a little longer, but, you know, it's... And, you know, of course, the the announcement is official. You know, we've been waiting 100 days, which is such a good slow burn marketing, you know, because that's the whole, it gets the theme of the show, the counter, like the counting of 100 in the show from episode to episode, like how far that meter has gone up by his stress. I, so I didn't know they were doing that, um, mm. like with this, the marketing campaign of doing 100. That That is one of the cooler, cooler yeah. ones I've heard of. Just simple. It wasn't like over the time. It just let everyone sit yep. for a hundred days to like molt. Because that was the thing too. Like, apparently, I think we we've spoken about this before. But the manga, what is left to be adapted from the manga? There's people were worried there was not enough to even do a ten episode season. I believe you told me that. Yeah. So the rumors were, oh, is it going to be a movie or is it going to be a season with some filler stuff? Like, because I think even in the first two seasons there was one or two episodes that are anime only, but are also quite good. Um, you know, like they fit the overall story, I believe. Um, so, you know, I was doing the reading on this and I love when like the band has just been gathered the entire time. Like all the major people from the first two seasons are involved in this. Mm. You know, it's the same composer who apparently did, did, I think he did attack on Titan or worked with attack on Titan. Oh, cool. Um, I might be misremembered, but anyway, all the same directors, like producers, everyone, has been involved from the beginning and I think they get to go and do like a swan song style. Like this is going to be epic, you know, when it needs to be epic. And then that's the nice thing about mob psycho is the slow, quiet, funny moments are just as important as the, you know, the duels and the fight scenes and the explosions and the mind powers. And I really got to get around to watching this thing. (laughs) Oh, Dave, it's, I genuinely believe you'll watch it and it'll be in like, maybe not one of the faves, but it'll, be in lasting memory for you it's, I, it's truly I something no special doubt. yeah and you know it's not like uh th- that's the ironic part is that it's not that i've watched it and decided i don't like it it's sure. that like i i look at it and i'm like yeah i really gotta watch this and then i get you know just typical add shit and i get distracted by something else um because i'm a monster and i'll mm. be like oh well and so i could watch this critically acclaimed grant recommended show that seems to be universally loved or I could watch YouTubers react to Levi versus the Beast Titan. <laughs> and I make the same when the choice. Mood. When you're in the mood, you got to do what feels right. Exactly. Um, okay, more news. Cowboy Bebop. Uh, you haven't even seen the original series, right? No. Okay, we, we will watch that. Uh, maybe, you know, we'll trade these. You can mm-hmm. watch Cowboy and I'll watch Mob at one point or something. Okay, all right. Um, I agree to your terms. But uh, they put out a two-minute... Uh, I, I don't even know if I would call it a trailer so much as it is, like... And I don't think it's their opening either because they were teasing, like, oh, we're going to show the intro soon mm. for the show. And the in, the music for the show is a really big part of it. Um like the the soundtrack to the whole show the Mm -hmm. op is a really big deal so they did this like live action reimagining of the anime intro called cowboy bebop the lost sessions and it's like it's super creative i you know there are no spoilers in there and i recommend you watch it it's two minutes Hmm. and it's actually very promising i was like really oddly impressed um especially because i think we both just generally speaking and and if you're listening like you know, I'm sure there are exceptions, but generally speaking, anime adaptations to live action 
doesn't always go well. So a lot of people are very nervous for how this show is going to go. Um, and this was just like such a fun two minute skit where it's like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, you know, those, um, doors in Japanese houses that you, they're like sliding doors that you can walk through Mm -hmm. that are like made of paper. It's like that, but it's, you're not sliding a paper door shut. It's like you're sliding a filter of color over a character. And all three of the characters have their own filter of color on them, but they can interact with the bar that moves that filter backwards and forwards. So like you'll have John Cho in a blue filter and he'll like grab it and break the fourth wall and he'll drag it to bring a different character into the blue filter with him. Hmm. I don't know. It it was a really, really neat exercise. I think it'd be one of those cool things to see like the behind the scenes, how the hell they film that. Mm. Because they even grabbed the filter out of real space, and now it's a pipe that he can use to fight bad guys with. Oh. It's very interesting. Like I was like, wow, that, what a weirdly creative thing to do. I can't imagine this is going to be in any episode. It feels like they did this just for the sake of promotion. I could be wrong, but it, it's when? really neat. It came out what? today. Oh, the sh- sorry, the video came out today the or the video. show came out today? The video came out today. Wait, is it a movie or a show they're doing? I think it's a show. Oh. Imagine okay. it's a movie and I'm wrong. I think it's a show. I'm like 13% sure it's a show. Hmm. I'm 11% sure it's a show. <laughs> I'm, I'm, is, is it soon? Like, do I have time to watch Cowboy Bebop? I think it's like, this year. Hmm. Maybe I, I should know. work on that. We can, we can, we'll, we'll follow Some up research, after, research after is to be done. Yeah. And then we'll talk about it next week on the post show if we're, if we're going to watch it. Because it would also be a fun one to cover here, like formally. Yeah, we, we, you and I have been back and forth on Cowboy Bebop since we started this podcast. This yeah. is one of the first things we, we brought up. Because it's not short, but it's not long either. It's like 20-something, I think. Mm. But, you know, like we could do like a run at some point of like classic reviews. Like We could review Full Metal Alchemist in certain parts or in groups. Oh, yeah. Or we could do Cowboy Bebop. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to watch the first episode tonight. Of I Cowboy? Think. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be fun, man. Yeah, see, get just, a taste just for it. to, to yeah, take a little, take a little. Uh, you might get hooked. Anyway, we'll see. Yeah, probably. Okay, <laughs> we're, we're gonna round out the news here. Disney has started licensing anime. Um, yeah. So like, there will inevitably be anime on Disney Plus. Is that the net net? Is that the bottom? I think so. Yeah, that's what I took from it. Okay, so not gonna spend much more time on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, that's good. I think like Star Wars Visions and like Disney doing that i am for because it spreads more anime around the world i think you could maybe mm. you could take like a half glass empty approach and be like oh it's this giant company and they're infringing on our art form fuck off <laughs> um and then lastly this was the only other thing that i thought was worth mentioning uh did you see the news about the marvel movie schedule shift oh all these delays yeah, yeah i did see that pushing a very significant uh, every movie uh that was scheduled basically for 2022 is still in 22 but pushed at you know typically about a season each mm. so uh doctor strange 2 previously dated march 25th now may 6th um thor uh thor 4 may 6th pushed to july 8th black panther july that's 8th. a better summer movie yeah Black Panther, July 8th, moved to November 11th. The Marvels, November 11th, moved to the February of 23. 
so hmm. on and uh, so so basically they just push the whole schedule forward about a movie's worth of time i wonder i wonder what that's all about i wonder if that's is that probably not reshooting do you think it's just trying to i think it's got to be covid related like we, yeah you know they're barely like james bond is the first movie that is really doing decently and even then like it's not going to make the money that it needs mm. you know to even just to break even do you hear about all the news about the last duel how it's just fucking bombing no is it really because like no one like people oh, aren't it, used to this type of it came out this week or last week this past friday when you say bombing you mean uh review wise or no no financially yeah the reviews are like very strong and apparently it's one of Ridley Scott's best movies in years like I'm I'm so excited <laughs> so I'm so, it's so sad and it's just like no one's did no they, one can do it did they try and do it uh theaters only I don't know I really don't know I yeah. I've all I've only again I've only seen majority headlines I read one article <laughs> that sucks and it's just like yeah like this movie is great the Twitter is just like this movie is fucking awesome but like no one can go see it no one you know no one wants to risk it on yeah uh like a period piece movie you know like yeah dude what do you go like i remember last weekend when we went and saw bond it was like what's in theaters it was like bond and shang chi and last mm. duel wasn't there yet and i was like fuck this i'm not seeing fucking like i'm you know i was like it's bond i'm gonna see bond yeah if there's anything else in theaters i don't care um yeah no shit people won't risk it on the last duel that's that it, is a shame too it was crazy it was crazy because you know I, I was working late uh one day this week and not even on cheap night for the movie theater, but I was driving by and I have not seen a parking lot that full at our movie theater since like three years pre-COVID, like five yeah. years ago. Really? And I was like, what the fuck are people watching? Like, wh- I couldn't, it was like ripping over into like neighboring parking lots. It was packed. I was like, is this for James Bond? Maybe maybe our hometown is like, you know, diving into Last Duel. I hope so. Yeah. No, it wouldn't even, wouldn't even been out yet. So yeah, it no, must it's got to be Bond. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you hear about the the like because the movie was three hundred million dollars, which is a lot, but not yeah. unheard of. Yeah, for a movie that size, and then the marketing campaign money they blew because obviously because of COVID and promotion, but like they have to make something like eight hundred to nine hundred million dollars to break even on that film. Wow! But it got bought by MGM. Got bought by Amazon anyway, right? So, oh, that's true. Anyway, Bezos. Fucking Bezos. Okay, Jesus, that is all the news. And we're like coming up on an hour, but you best believe we're gonna talk about Vivi Flores. Us. I got some. I'm. I have not watched since episode nine. I'm gonna beat you to death. I'm gonna beat you to death in front of your family. <laughs> I cannot believe I have brought up Vivi five times in this fucking podcast. You've honey dicked me and the list and the listener. You Do you, want to you, you, you couldn't. I say, do it enough. You couldn't say, oh, I've never seen, I haven't watched since last week. Mm, yeah. Well, I am so mad. I have so many notes. <laughs> I know. So the problem is like, I need to give Vivi my attention. Yeah. And yeah. there was, there was no, there was no time to sit down and just dive into, into Vivi. So <sighs> I know, but it's great. I imagine. Or is it probably <laughs> the <word? laughs> well, It's great. I imagine. <laughs> yes. That's the content. I Are was you done for now i uh got to 11 okay so so i will give you a major pro tip and i bet you knew this but there are after credit scenes on like several episodes and i didn't know that okay so 
shit yeah right remember we were both a little bit confused about something in episode nine or eight? Oh yeah yeah a okay. lot of it is made more clear in these fucking after credit scenes um so oh. i i don't know google it at your own risk but i will also say man uh i just remember it i wish i had not i wish i had but i was talking to you about how many episodes there are but i was looking at it and there are only 13 but i thought you had said there were 14 so i googled I... it I don't know. You may you may have said that. You may not have. It doesn't matter. The point is, I, I fucking, do remember saying that. Yeah. I fucking googled it. One, there are thirteen. But two, more importantly, there's all these FAQs on the front page of Google. Why did <gasps> blank and blank happen in Vivi? You know what I mean? I was like, you gotta be oh, fucking kidding me, Dave. So I only saw one, and it was a spoiler. But like, what are you gonna do? It sure. wasn't. It wasn't like I got everything spoiled. I saw a spoiler. We'll see how you know big it ends up being you know first world problems whatever sure pain in the ass though but yeah there for the record after credits at least on episode eight check that out Hmm. there's also after credits on episode 10 i'm assuming there must be some or there might be some earlier because i Hmm. only started looking for the recent ones and uh and uh there's only 13 so yeah i wish i wish the I think this is a problem with the not the shows themselves but more the apps that are running or providing the content to us whether it's Crunchyroll or Funimation I wish there was a little more clarity as to how long I should keep on watching you know because mm-hmm. it's it's Netflix Netflix is good for you know like it, it just automatically shoots you off to the next one yeah oh you're right about that and they don't if there's an after credits or like there's like a whole thing they do so so, you know, so, like, that's, you know, that would be key. Obviously, I'm sure that's expensive to, you know, include that into all their players or whatnot. They probably have to do that for every every single show. Like, there has to be a record, like, a, you know, like a log of all that stuff. But it's weird. Like, I find Crunchyroll and Funimation, like, right before the credits end, that's when it kicks you in. So if there is that little extra scene, sometimes, you know, you're in the middle of that post credit scene and then it, it shoots off to the next episode. Yeah, like, it doesn't. Shady. It doesn't doesn't have the sense to like just let it run for like six more seconds but um yeah no that's i i I should i should go back and watch those actually or or, yeah definitely Uh, yeah um shit i had a point i don't know where it went something about vivi crunchyroll i don't know yeah those apps need uh, a little bit of uh of polishing just sort of all around i think Mm. um did you have anything else for this week um just successions back Yes. Um, awesome. I know you, you know you and I had spoke. You, you know you're you're waiting to watch it with the with the misses. Yeah. And all I can say is I don't think you guys will be disappointed. Cool. Um, this episode just continues to s- display how talented that writing room is for the show, and how savage they are at jokes. And I have not seen cringe done so well on a show since like the best episodes of The Office. Really? Yeah, it's uh pardon me. Sorry, he's very excited, ladies and gentlemen. He's in fact, when I watch Succession, I often get emotional like Grant. Um while Grant is uh brutal. Wow. You right, lo- bud? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I almost lose you there, fella? You almost lost me for a second. I was there. ready to vamp, dude. I was kicking in. <clears throat> I was uh I was going to go live and just go on a tangent. That's the worst. <clears throat> Yeah, goddamn. Do, do you need a moment? Because I can talk I, about a couple things about yeah, Succession. Yeah, fan for like 20 seconds. So so the best thing about Succession, and I haven't seen season uh, three, 
And But if you are new to Succession, it's on HBO. There's two seasons out, obviously. Season three just premiered. The thing I love about Succession is that its premise is fairly simple. And I've tried to sell people on this show before. And they're like, oh, that doesn't sound very original. And it's like, yeah, so what? That's the, the point is that like it's not ultra original. It's just written and crafted so incredibly well from production value to performances to the writing that it's it's outstanding. It's the definition of a good show. It's uh, It blows my fucking mind. Everybody, every actor on set is a heavy hitter. Absolutely. Every, writing for that show, uh, production value is HBO, for God's sakes. Um, it, it does not miss. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, they must have been hit by some kind of COVID delay for season three, right? They were, they, I think they were the first major announcement yeah. in the TV industry to be like, the site was shut down. Yeah, it's a pain mm-hmm. in the ass. So so it has been a little bit. So I'm definitely going to have to watch like a season two Oh, you recap. know what? Actually, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about is, <clears throat> funny enough, they were back to back. You know, fire up HBO, you know, put it on like five minutes before, you know, the episode airs kind of thing. And it was also mm-hmm. kind of a, it was kind of a nice feeling sitting there. I remember just looking to Leanne and going like, there's like millions of people doing like waiting for this to start right now like so many people have eyes on the show like it's it's a it's a really big deal like it is you know people you know people that mainly folk or stay in the anime area they don't really watch this other like live action stuff like i assure you the show is a big fucking deal mm-hmm. um and also it had a huge covid um like everyone found it during covid yeah like watched it over and yep. over and over and like so people are jacked and stoked and ready for the season but they do this really shitty thing and there's no i would be shocked if this was like the trailer they released like six months ago when the season got announced or whatever Mm -hmm. there was one point where like i was looking at it for like 15 seconds and i had to turn my eyes away i'm like why the fuck are they showing me like major moments in this season oh they do like a little promo stinger before but dave this went on for like almost three minutes oh and i was like i literally turned the volume down i just i looked at the end i was like okay like let's just look at something so like the, else it's like uh <clears throat> what's coming this season kind of yeah. promo but it's like it sounds like they spoiled some shit it was just like i had to like shut my brain off i'm like why the f-? like i've seen moments between like certain characters that are you know, going to be coming up and the whole time i was watching the first episode i was like okay well it'll be interesting to see those two characters communicate because clearly how they're talking about right now with one another so it's you know it was a little i was a little annoyed so whatever like that ends you know, you get the whole, you know, welcome back HBO thing. Like, it was nice. You know, you get all fuzzy on the inside. Yeah, absolutely. And then they drop one of the most fucking effective season one, season two recaps I've oh, ever seen okay. in a show. And I was like, well, okay. You know, you fucking punched me in the face and then you helped me out. <laughs> yeah. It was, but it, again, super effective. All the beats, all the major story beats, like, really eloquently put out. And then it just naturally blends into, uh, into the episode. It's... You know, the show's this episode is like a fucking freight train. It does not stop. It's rampant. And, you know, this season is gonna get out of control. It's very excited. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, uh, it's so good. I had no idea Sam was into it. I'm, I'm looking forward to also talking to Sam about that. Yeah, it's uh you know, like there there <clears throat> again, first world problems, but there are certain shows we watch together and other shows that we don't. Mm. And then the Venn diagram is, you know, small ish on the intersection. But I think we both have issues with, like, when we like something, we want to devour it, mm. right? So, like, we want... Th- this is the show we save. There's, yeah. like, that uh, in Line of Duty. 
And oh, yeah. oh and um, and uh, and I, I talked about it in a previous uh, episode. Um, uh, Formula One Drive to Survive, mm. still so good. Um, all made very well. Okay, Succession season three sounds like they got a hell of a pilot. Just uh, watch out for the promo material. Yeah, seriously. Like, hopefully, if anyone watches it, you know they're not gonna. This is this is clearly associated with the live broadcast. But I was just kind of taken aback. I was like, you motherfuckers! No like, shit. I was shocked. I was like, I've never, I've never seen HBO do that before. Like, I'm trying to think back to. You know, like Boardwalk Empire and yeah. Game of Thrones, or Game of Thrones, because those are the major HBO shows I watched. You know, week to week. You know, and I, I honestly don't remember them just giving away a whole fucking season. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're feeling the. You know, Warner Brothers is feeling the heat. They own HBO. HBO is probably mm-hmm. everyone's feeling the heat. Maybe they're experimenting with some uh, aggressive promotion uh, tactics just to see mm-hmm. what happens. Kind of a dick move. Um, but yeah, hopefully that's not like the new norm, and hopefully they don't replay that before every single episode. I hope not. Um, I really hope not. It was yeah. yeah. But I look forward to watching it. I'll, I will check it out this weekend, so I'll probably you know we'll be able to chat about it a little bit before the post show. I might be a week behind you uh, just with airing, but anyway, we'll figure it all out. We'll figure it out. I think that about does it for this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you know, if this is your first time here, we drop this pretty much around the same time every week um check you know do all the social media things on the relevant social media platforms like comment follow subscribe and uh next week we will have a movie out a movie review out if you are new here again you know we're going to cover demon slayer season two but the new arc doesn't really start until early december so until then we're doing a bunch of movie reviews uh most recently we reviewed paprika and up next grant your name your name the international sensation which somehow neither of us have seen so we're coming into it um completely blind and very excited to watch this one so check it out next week your name uh and otherwise we will see you next time bye guys cheers